Hey there, welcome to Interior Castle. Real conversations on the joys and struggles of imperfection. My name is Irene and I'm joined by my mates Roz and Mimi. We share our stories, laughs and lessons in the hopes of encouraging others to live their faith authentically. So buckle in and come join us on the crazy ride to heaven. So hey guys, so welcome to the official first episode of Interior Castle Podcast. Woo! We're we actually getting into some first stuff. Step. Woo! <laughs> Dude, this is serious. This is real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can hear us right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Considering um considering our world at the moment with a uh, obviously the pandemic and covid and everything that's going on um so how is everybody going in isolation i mean things have changed in the last couple months but i feel like mimi's hasn't changed unfortunately <laughs> mimi's world <laughs> poor victoria <laughs> maybe irene you go first uh, okay i'll go first What's been happening in my world? Um, I guess I'm the same as Mims, actually. Um, nothing much has changed. I'm still working from home, and it's been, what, how many months now? Four or five months. So things are getting at the really, you know, groundhog day end. It just feels like it's just day and day and in and out and repeat. Um, but otherwise, I am trekking along quite well. Um... You know, it's funny because for you, this is like the best thing. I like know. you were born for this kind of situation. I know. Such this is her introvert. You know Last it. weekend, I had two plans and both those people cancelled on me. And I was just the happiest girl <laughs> in the world. And they keep asking us in these working from home surveys. They're like, oh, would you like to return to the office? And I'm like, hell no. I do not want to return to the office. I want to work from home all the time. So, no, I mean, it, it does have its benefits and its drawbacks. But otherwise, I'm enjoying the introvert time. Well, if you don't know Mimi, Mimi is the total opposite to Irene. She's the extroverted one and she's She's the one dying to see people. She just just wants to hug people. The poor thing. I don't even like hugging people generally, but I just... I just want to hug a mate. I just want to hug my colleague, you know? <laughs> this is why This is why your dog came in handy. Yeah, I know. Love Praise you, God. Benny. I'm so happy to have Benny around. He's been so great. Such a great companion. Um, yeah, but how about you, Roz? How you, what you, what you well, been up to? Well, my job has never stopped working as an OT, so I haven't really stopped. And But I guess the main changes are the fact that I have to wear a mask as well, but it's only at work, not just... Um, which is all right, but I guess if you if there's any strategies how to defog your glasses instead of having to blow your your glasses to unfog them, <laughs> please help me with the strategies how to unfog my glasses. What a struggle! Apparently, if you put a piece of paper, a toilet uh, toilet paper, if you put tissue paper uh, like align it along your mask, yeah. it no actually way. prevents from fogging up. Yeah, like you fold a tissue paper and then you put it over your mask. You like fold it yeah, over. Yeah. Have you done this, Mims? I think that might be. I feel like you're experienced. Well, oh, I've been in so lockdown good. since March. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. Struggles. But how's like, I, I guess the main like struggle that we all would have had right now would be like um our prayer life when we were in, well, when we were all in full on lockdown. But, um, but for Mims, like 
you probably have been constant since March. How's um for your prayer life have been going in ISO? Yeah, well, look, I'm going to be quite honest. It's been very hard. It's been very challenging um, to be able to try to keep a good prayer life without the sacraments. Like, wow, who knew that, you know, I mean, we all know that mass is important. But when the mass has been taken away from us, when we've been stripped away from accessing the sacraments, like sacrament of reconciliation, man, it's just so much harder you know and it's just a really bad place and I feel like I'm not the only one as well where we're just kind of questioning who we are and we have a lot more time to think about our flaws a lot more time to think about our mistakes um and you know you don't really have anyone to talk to like seeing someone person to person you know which is so important the community is so important um but for sure a lot more harder f for me um yeah and it's just trying to find other ways to um, cling on to God, you know, like other ways to, to pray better, to pray well, um, most importantly. But I know for me, for me, like, I think what I've really discovered is, um, me rooting into scripture more than ever, you know, like I've been mm. clinging on to scripture to dear life, um, because without the sacraments, um, that's the only thing that I have, right. That I have with me every day is having the scriptures. Um, so I've been doing a lot more meditation, you know, let's see your divina and really allowing myself to be immersed by the word of God. Um, so that's really been what's helping me through and having a lot of zoom meetings as well. It's been helping me in prayer life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like it's, I've never been to so many con calls ever in my life until now. And mm -hmm. just to be able to talk to other people who are also in lockdown and sharing our faith and sharing our struggles. Um, and I totally believe in the power of sharing, um, your struggle, you know, like to share where you are and to be able to connect with other people who are also in the same boat as you. Um, that's so powerful and it gives us so much hope that um, we can all pull through together, mm. right? But yeah, that's pretty much been me in lockdown. No, I'd have to, I'd have to agree with you on that point about scripture memes because I guess when we're in regular, normal world, when we're going to mass regularly, we take for granted the scriptures mm. and I feel like we like, um, like surpass the scriptures so quickly and it's just like oh yeah then homily mm. and then like we kind of forget about you know what like the word of God was really trying to say to us during those times um, and I find um, yeah Father Peter's podcast mm. as well <laughs> Corona of Thorns yeah. um, really really um, helpful as well because um, obviously what you've got someone reading it as well and then you can refer back to it which has been really good um, particularly in the times when we couldn't go to mass. And so I guess it really roots us in towards, um, yeah, the root of what God really wants to tell us through his words. And I guess um, when we're in isolation during those periods, um, I guess it's the time of like going towards the depth, the depth of your soul trying to mm, do with like wow. what you're what you're what we're trying to do with all this time and now that we've been given the opportunity we're just kind of stuck towards what we need to actually go through in life and um and like for me like silence and staying still was like the hardest yeah. thing because I'm always like constant and busy and mm. then it was like a a slap in the face like here listen listen to me like, <laughs> yeah for sure and you know what that, I think that's such a good point yeah. that you're making I think a lot of people everyone the whole entire world has been so caught up in their own business you know like getting work being with family um 
or not even having time for family and stuff like that, you know, and just focusing on getting the grind and constantly working, 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 and they don't even know how to take a break. And this is a time where people just kind of sit around and be like, wow, look at all this time I have, you know, what am I going to do with it? And, you know, as for us as Christians, this is a time where we can really spend that time on prayer, like re reconnect with God and listen to what he has to say to us. And like those things that we've kind of pushed out of our minds, the things that we kind of try to run away from and get occupied with our, our life, with our busyness. Like this is a time where these things are revisiting us, right? It's mm -hmm. coming back to us. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's definitely a big thing. A lot of people are you know beginning to realize these things because and also like when you're faced with what Boris was saying like with the silence and um not having as many things on your plate it's quite confronting and it's hard it's hard not having the sacraments there available to you mm. so readily um I think for me anyway like it, it's like like you Mims like I've been actually struggling and I just want to admit and like for everybody who said to me things like even like that we hold dear to us such as going to mass you know, live stream messages are great. We get to see that, but it's just not the same. Oh, no. So I just want to say for everybody out there, it is okay if you do not like live stream mass because yeah. it is hard to sit through. It's not the same. It is difficult. <laughs> it's not the same. It's so like here in Sydney, f not the same. Yeah, for sure. Like here in Sydney, like we stopped for a while and it was all completely locked down. And then we had a couple of weeks where the churches were open and it was great. Like I was like, whoa, is this is for the first time in months. Like I'm, I'm seeing the Eucharist in front of me and not on a screen. Like mm -hmm. it's just insane. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that Eucharistic presence really matters. Mm -hmm. Um, and like seeing it on a screen is just definitely not the same. I think it's also been difficult in this period because like I just our hearts yearn to be so much more closer to our Lord and when he's not present you can really feel that um that there's a bit of a backslide like you're, you're just physically distant from him um and I think for me um even though mass hasn't been available um yeah, like what you were saying before, Mims, holding to scripture, but then also holding to your friends. Oh, um, a yes. couple of a, a couple of to a couple of me and my girlfriends, we do night prayer um, on weeknights, mm. and the fact that we've just built our own little community between me and two other girlfriends, and we pray every night. There's that accountability there. So then, even though we don't have the daily mass or like typical Sunday mass like physically mm. the fact that we have someone there that's keeping us accountable being like no you have to be here every night to pray night pray pray night prayer like it's so good to be surrounded in community and have mm. either one or two people lifting you up um when you're feeling very distant from god so yeah, yeah. and um just on that note about friends um i think a lot of us or at least i know for myself that some people might often feel that they are a burden to their friends, like their friends and whatnot, but they don't want to bother their friends when it comes to um, asking for these type of support or help. You know, like they don't want to be like, hey, I'm actually struggling in prayer. Can you pray with me? Or um, can we start praying together um, every night at like eight o'clock or something, you know? And people mm. are afraid to say that to their friends or people don't have the community to even go to, to even speak up, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's so important to have that support because we're not meant to be living this faith alone. Like even though we're in isolation or at least Victoria, even though we're in isolation, we're not meant to be living this faith alone. Right. Um, we're still meant to be 
together and that's where our strength comes from as well like with each other um because god uses our friends to to help us along the way to remind us of his presence of his fidelity to us through our friends so i think it's such a crucial thing to have your friends around absolutely and it's like they were saying how you know the church the the church of today are the people and if we're you know one praying i guess together that really kind of resonates that we're stronger together mm-hmm. as a as a church as a catholic church um and i guess through us praying together um it allows the the i guess that i guess the key word of persistence mm, to be the yes. main key to maintaining a prayer life i guess there's a, obviously there's a lot of we have a lot of distractions in prayer and and it's hard to be persistent at t- persistent at times like what do you guys think about persistence and how do we keep up with prayer life particularly like when we just can't be bothered and um there are times we're just too tired like how do we just keep that up i think it's it's definitely easy for us to fall into um worshiping ourselves and worshiping our comfort during these times um at least i know for myself during these isolations i've fallen to a lot of comfortability with myself um and that's where the enemy gets us you know like he doesn't get us by like massive scares or whatnot and like shake us but he does it through subtle ways of like oh you know you can always pray later you can always pray later to the point by the time it's like 9 10 p.m you're like i'm too tired to pray and then you don't pray at all right that's his best attack is to push us from praying um and so for us like we have to be aware of that and i think it's calling out that temptation when we know that's true um and to know that you know if god is real then I know I have to have a relationship with him, you know, um, and I just got to rock up. Um, and I always kind of explain this in a way where it's like having a relationship, you know, when you're dating someone, even if you're tired, you've had a long day and, you know, you just want to go to bed, you still call for that five minutes. And then within that, you might be snoring or something, but you still make the effort, right? It's the effort that really counts. Um, and so the same thing with God, even if we're so tired, you know, just rocking up and making the effort and just, just to, to be there with him, um, that counts so much, you know, and eventually through that perseverance, it pushes through that becomes a good habit. And that's how habits are formed, right? By being consistent. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, exact same example as well. Like, a husband and wife who are married they're not they're obviously married for a reason um through the gift of love and if um you know a husband's gonna ask his wife like do you love me are you just gonna love that person like only a bit or just for now it's just like our relationship with god as well like you're constantly in this um marriage of love with god and Mm. like it's not about like you loving him sometimes Mm. um so I guess that persistence of prayer comes with like your love for him to continue on that love. Yeah. And I think like, don't get me wrong. Like I fall into that trap all the time where I end up losing my, my prayer life um, routine because I've kind of fallen off and become a bit lazy and whatnot. Um, but then, you know, the decision to 
get back up and do it again, you know, like admit it to yourself, like, okay, you know, I failed yesterday, I failed a couple of days in a row now, I'm going to make a change, I'm going to commit to being better tomorrow, yeah. you know, and, and God is always waiting for us, it's not like, you know, we don't rock up and then he leaves, like, no, God is always there, and he's always willing to wait for us, even if we don't mm. rock up, um, and that's so beautiful. That right? is really beautiful, and it's like, the point that you were saying, that willing to get back up again after, you know, falling out of this trap, I think, even in this, you know, isolation state that we're in, we tend to want to try and maintain the standard of life that we're in. We tend to want to maintain this level of perfection um, and appearing as if, you know, we're the perfect Catholics that we can maintain our prayer life with no struggle. Mm. Um, but no, we have to be gentle on ourselves. We're living through something that's you know, we've never experienced before. And yeah. I think maybe the key to, to persistence is always um, also understanding your limitations mm. um, and understanding wow. where you do fall rather than, you know, staying to this perfected, like, you know, state that, you know, we're going to be able to pray like 50 rosaries a day. I mean, not 50 rosaries a day, but I mean like one rosary a day or, you know, just, just having realistic expectations of mm. what your prayer life will be like, not yeah. as if we were living uh, pre-COVID that we could get to Mass every day and, you know, um, have all this, you know, like set standards for prayer. I think we need to be really gentle on ourselves and, you know, it's just a really difficult time. So a little yeah. bit more patient with one another and ourself. Yeah. I think there's a really important point to, to make sure that you don't, you have very low expectations upon yourself. Because like I was recently told that I was doing too much in my prayer life. And it came to the point where I just was just doing things um, because that's what I was doing in my routine. And there was just no heart or soul towards mm, no that, that prayer anymore. Mm. And it just becomes a certain routine in itself. And um, my spiritual director, director actually told me, um, maybe you just actually now have to just simplify that prayer. And go back mm. towards um, just vocal prayer now, um, mm. and whether and making sure that your vocal prayer comes with obviously good intentions. Um, but but I guess it's going back. You don't have to keep trying to you know escalate in your spiritual life because sometimes we just have to go back to you know basics mm. and just simplifying and where we're at at that mm, given time mm, for sure and i think that's so sure. beautiful rosie mentioned that because we when we lose heart our prayer doesn't become genuine anymore you know it just becomes mm. like mm. a robotic like kind of thing where we're just praying because we have to pray we're not praying out of love you know um mm. like i want to go back to that um example of a relationship like you don't want your partner to call you because they have to out of routine like you want them to call you because they love you you know, in the same way, like God wants you to rock up because you love him, not because you have to rock up, you know, that becomes like a prisoner or like that becomes more like a slave to an owner, not more like a child of God to a father. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think that's important. And um, what's that quote by St. Therese? She says, um, prayer is the uprising of the heart or uplifting of the heart into heaven. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's so beautiful. It's true that we have to make our prayer honest. Um to God, you know, and that's what he wants. And I just really want to touch up on what you said before, Irene, about that um, living in a time of uncertainty that we are right now, you know, and being um, aware of our limitations because I meditated upon this, right? And I was really praying about Our Lady, 
Mama Mary and how what she was like with St. Joseph when they were in a time of uncertainty, you know, like when, when they were traveling and they didn't find an inn, they couldn't find a place um, for, for Mary and what happened, they had to be in a manger, you know, like who would have thought that the son of God will be born in a manger surrounded by farm animals and hay and mm. dirt, right? Um, but through all that uncertainty, even when they were going to Egypt, you know, leaving in the middle of the night, going to Egypt to a land of unknown, um, a land of uncertainty, what happened? Like she clinged on to God. She had faith in God and she knew her limitation, but she clinged on to God. She had faith and she had hope. Um, and she had the company of St. Joseph, right? And mm. I think those are so powerful especially in our time right now that we need to have faith in God and we need to have hope in God that in these unprecedented times, in these moments when we know our limitations that we can't get past this coronavirus at the moment, we have to trust in God. We have to know that, you know, he's going to make a way, that things are going to look up soon. We don't know when, we don't know how, but we have to have that faith that he will. Mm. So I really been praying that a lot, just praying to our lady to to help us to follow her example of clinging on to that hope. That's a good one. That full like entrustment in God so that we have that built on perseverance and these kind of like key tools for us to maintain our mm. prayer life. Um, One thing I also wanted to touch on then was then what are our different ways to pray then like that we could, um, you know, that we could share that we do. Um, I think for me, one of the, the things that I'm doing right now is I'm reading Divine Intimacy. And so in Divine Intimacy, there's a page every day on the readings of the Mass according to the traditional calendar. Um, and even though I don't read those readings every day, um, I still do the readings in Divine Intimacy. So I think if you have something that you can work on little by little um, every day. So for me, it's only like one or two pages that I reflect on and I read on. Um, those are just like bite-sized chunks that I can easily achieve in my day without having to feel overwhelmed um, about, you know, not getting to my rosary that day or not praying like, you know, night prayer. So I at least have one thing, which is spiritual reading. So I definitely recommend picking up something that you can read every day, um, even if it's like a spiritual classic or, um, you know, something like mine that has something that's set out every day for you. Um so yeah, like spiritual reading is definitely one that I would use to develop my prayer life in these turbulent times. How about you, Mims? Yeah, for me, I definitely um, would say um, read the scripture and to pray with the scripture. Um, I've been doing Letzio Divina. I've been recommended to be to do that um, every day. And it's been so powerful. And for those who don't know what Letzio Divina is, it's when you read a, a passage in scripture and you insert yourself into that passage as if you were a character um, there. And, you know, when Jesus is speaking to the character, we imagine that it's Jesus speaking to you, right? Um, and then from there is asking those questions of like, okay, well then who is God to me? Or what is Jesus asking me in this very moment with these questions in my life right now? And that has been such a tremendous help um, in my own prayer life because I've been using this time of just um, a lot of, you know, free time that I have during this isolation to to pray more, to know God more. Because, you know, through knowing who God is, we know who we are, right? And I just want to touch on St. Teresa of Avila in um, Interior Castle. And she says that, you know, 
we are made, well, scripture, she mentioned scripture. She says, we are made in the image and likeness of God, right? And so if we bear in the image and likeness of God, then to know God is to know ourself. Mm. But then we can never truly know ourself because God is infinite, right? And we can never know God completely. So therefore, we can mm. never know who we are completely, right? But we shouldn't let that get in the way of trying to know God. And so the more we get to know God, the more we get to know ourselves, right? And the more we get to know who we are, who we're created to be, and our mission and our vocation in life. Um, so I've been really just kind of disciplining myself into reading scripture so that um, I can form that deeper relationship with Christ. Um, and it's been such like a beautiful transformation uh, for me. And yeah, so it's been it's been great. Like even though I don't have um, the sacraments, I feel like, well, I know that, you know, God is making up for it in other ways. And it's definitely through scripture for me. Um, what about you, Rose? How are you? How are you doing um, with your your own prayer life and how are you sustaining yourself? Um, I guess there's um, or I could be really busy at the time at most nights. And um, I guess one thing that I've been really struggling with is um, being um, being thankful for the for the day and being thankful for like um, the things that have happened throughout my day um, being I guess practicing gratitude a lot more because I'm someone who just really forgets my whole day and doesn't feel that God was present. And I guess it's just a matter of just sitting there, um, reviewing my day um, and where God has truly been present. Um, and yeah, one thing that I've been doing every night is um, doing the examine, mm. um, which is just, which is just really um, the Ignatius way of the Ignatian spirituality of the examine where you could just Google it. Um, and there's different types, but it's very simple. This is pretty much like five steps, which only takes like 15 minutes a day, um, where you set aside a time to be thankful, um, on where God has been in your everyday life and just pretty much the five steps. So, um, the first one, just asking God for some light and you want to look at your day with God's eyes, not merely your own. And then simply just giving thanks on the day that you've just lived, um, which is purely obviously a gift from God and to just be grateful for it. Um, then thirdly is to review the day and to look back on the day that just completed because you were guided by him. And then the last coming steps are just being able to face your shortcomings um, and to be able to face on up to what is wrong in your life right now and you know things that you wanna be able to improve. And then just simply just to look forward to the day to come. And to ask God, you know, where you need him in the day to come so that you just don't forget about, you know, where he was in your day and where he is in the next coming steps. Mm. Wow, that's so simple, but it's so beautiful. Oh, five steps. How easy. <laughs> Doesn't it seem so achievable? Just yeah. little five things. little steps. Oh. And it really is the truly the little things that we um, appreciate God more. Simplicity. Mm. Mm. God is in the simple things, mm -hmm. yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Mm. Well, we definitely shared like a lot about <laughs> prayer today. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> we've dived into a lot of deep things and shed some a lot of light. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I know that Irene and Roz have been um, praying for everyone Um whenever they have a chance to go to mass and we'll continue to pray for each other. Um, so with that being said, 
thanks so much for sticking around to the very end of our first episode and and uh yeah we'll catch you next week (laughs) see ya bye everyone laters hey guys it's roz thank you for tuning in today if you've enjoyed this episode please consider sharing with a mate we also ask that you rate and comment on itunes so this can be recommended to others who are also on the journey striving for heaven Catch you next time on Interior Castle Podcast.